Ethan Nation, today we have a very special guest. Um, you guys always know that I've always wanted like the CEO of Swig or So Delicious on here, you know, friendly competition banter. Today I have three to four levels above both of those. This is Bailey from Sugar Rush. We've known each other for a, a good minute now, right? Yeah, a solid minute. two years. But Bailey on Sugar Rush, she is a, it's a fast and friendly service, as they call it. Um, out of what? What's what city is it? Out of Ogden City, um, the main like we're right in Marriott, Cedarville, Far West area. Oh yeah, so she's a hustler. She started that business herself, entrepreneur. She does a billion other things at the same time too. So she's a baller. I've always had mad respect for you, Bailey. Same. Bailey Gray in the house today from Sugar Rush. What's up? Not much. Just hanging out with one of my closest friends. <laughs> so like, we've been. I think I talk to you weekly. If not, we, we talk about yeah all the time literally like now the cool part is we're able to talk about like stuff that's actually going on in the business like payroll or like you know cogs or like very just like nerdy type of business stuff a lot of the time right but those who know know you know what i mean yeah 100 <laughs> percent. well how's it been going tell us about the business tell us how it started tell us about sugar rush and you and like what you're up to all right, well, I started Sugar Rush when I was 21. So that was back in 2018 in December, which anyone that's in Is the that restaurant. Five years? Yeah, five years in December. Dang. So, like, anyone in the restaurant business knows, like, opening up in the dead of winter right before Christmas is probably, like, the dumbest thing to do or one brutal. of the hardest. It was brutal, but um, time and time again, like, our community showed up and supported us. So, we went so at first, was it slow? It was, but not um, not to the point where it was, like, devastating. Yeah, yeah. It was, there was always, like, hope and potential and growth. And I remember the first time we did, like, 100, well, okay, so we opened our store at, back then at 6 a.m. Yeah. So, like, the first time we did $100 before 10 a.m., I, like, bawled my huge. eyes out. <laughs> I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I used to work the store by myself from, like, 6 a.m., to 2 p.m. and then my employees till two yeah <laughs> and then my employees would get out of school and then I would have someone with me until closing which back then on weekdays it was like till 10 p.m. Yeah. and then weekends until 11 and it was just like me and one other employee and sometimes I'd be like yo you can go home like I can close the store by myself tonight because yeah. uh, back then too I was so worried about labor and making sure our labor wages we're right where they needed to be. So um, nowadays it's kind of cool to be able to like step away and know I have two or three employees on shift at a time and we can handle it. So. I think those are the best days like because I had those same ones too, but like where you literally have to work every shift. Yeah. It's they're the best and the worst. Like they're the best looking back now at the time sucked. It's like <laughs> what builds success though and character um when you're comfortable there's no growth and yeah. when you're hustling like that that's when you gain experience yeah i think it also and like early times like that or just times where it's like extremely difficult it forces you to figure out a way to solve the problem you know what i mean yeah exactly so and like it labor management for example sorry to interrupt you is like we know how literally slim you can run a store because we've literally ran the store that slim before. <laughs> yeah. So we know what the expectations are. You know, like when people are like, ah, oh, we don't have enough people. Yeah, you do because I've already done it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like 
when you are running it and you're either there by yourself or you have one other employee and honestly have like 10 15 cars in line customers see that and they see you hustling and trying and i honestly think sometimes they'd rather see you with less employees busting than with more employees and having someone standing around there's no respect for that at all and even like i go to other places and i get so frustrated because i'm like why are your coworkers and your teammates working so hard and you're over there in the corner yeah. so you guys have way too many people on shift yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so frustrating yeah. and then i wonder i'm like do, do the owners know like that they don't need to be running this high of labor um and honestly like when you have employees and they are aware of that too they work so much harder yeah they want to earn their shifts so. yeah i love yeah. it well let's talk some tactical business stuff because we got a legit entrepreneur in the house bailey gray um Okay, so we just talked a little bit about labor management. I want to talk about some other nerdy business stuff. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about, um, we've texted a lot about like HR stuff. Like, how do you talk to an employee when they're, you know, like acting a certain type of way? Yeah. But I want to hear from you. So like, say you have a team member that is, well, I guess in general, how do you kind of get people bought in to like do things the way that you wanted it? Like those first year or two when you did work like every shift. You kind of created how you wanted Sugar Rush to run, right? Right. That's what I feel like I did. Those first few years, like, I'm glad I, w- I did everything because now I know how I want it done. Now I know what the expectation is. So now that you know what your expectation is, how do you get everyone on board to do that? How do you make everyone a little bit of Bailey when they're running it? Um. So everything I do is I lead by example, and I hold myself to the standard that I want my employees to be at. So I will never ask my employees to do something that I wouldn't do myself, whether that's cleaning out floor drains, taking out garbage. Like I do those things on a daily basis, and I would not ask my employees to do them if I couldn't do them. So leading by example, um, honestly, just being like a boss that's supportive and compassionate and understanding helps too like it goes so far when you'll just sit there and listen if someone's having a bad day instead of being like yo like straighten up your attitude i'm i'm not gonna deal with this being like what's going on you know and just taking the time to listen to them because oftentimes that's all someone needs to do is just let it out yeah and i think that that gains a lot of respect and it goes a long way just being there for them and supporting them yeah. however I can. It's one of those things where it's like, cause we've talked to like texted and stuff about this a lot too, is like my, what my strategy is, is like, to- I pretty much always when I'm talking to someone, I'm like, look, I love you. That's the first thing I say. I love it when you do that too. Cause <laughs> it's like- true. It's genuinely true. I feel like it's like, I legit, I mean like, you know, in the most appropriate way, I love this per- person. Yep because like they have, are bought into my vision they're willing to work for me and like how could i ever be like audacious enough to like take that for granted almost yeah but it's one of those things where like it's also the best business move because sometimes people think like the smartest and most instant like sounding best business move is to just like for example like say if someone like is not cleaning those floor drains or like doing those like tasks that you're asking of them what are you doing like you need to go do that right now that's like the inclination of everyone right and they're like it seems like it would be the most effective strategy too because like no no no, don't like sugarcoat it at all just go in and tell them exactly what's wrong and what you need from them but that might work maybe like in that second but the reality is they're probably going to (laughs) quit soon after that and yeah there's no longevity to it so i'm just my point is like yes it's the nicer thing to do to be like look i love you and i'm here to help you out but here's some things that i need from you or like 
like you said, just listen to them. But it's also the best business strategy over time, like contrary to popular belief, because yeah, like they're just gonna leave if you don't. Right? Yeah, like in the past, I have managers coming in and they'll straight up like, "What are you doing? Why aren't? Why isn't this done?" And it's like. Well, actually, because we had this, this, and this going on, yeah. and we had to take care of that before. Yeah. And instead of just jumping down people's throats, like taking the time to step back and evaluating the situation, and a lot of like owning and operating businesses has to do with refining and editing and constantly just putting yourself in other people's positions because you never know what's actually going on. But yeah, like there's nothing I have more. Like, I have more gratitude for my employees than I've ever felt anything in my entire life. So I would never, ever want them to feel like I'm not grateful for them and for showing up and being there. Yeah. How do you handle, this is a situation I get into a lot, a store, say your store, like you're coming in just to like randomly like check it in on them at night or something. And you get there and it's just a shit show. It's like <laughs> you don't know how it got to this point first off, but now that they're here, they're still they're still not dealing with it like the way that you would desire for them to. How do you approach that moment when like you're you're coming, you're probably pissed. <laughs> but like you just what do you do? How there, do you address it? There's literally been one time that I was like actually furious at my employees. <laughs> And before I let them know I was mad at them, I was like, what can I do to help? A hundred percent of the time I will walk in and I will see my store in shambles. There's not enough cups. There's no ice in the ice bins. And my first thought is what the heck? But instead of jumping down their throats and getting after them, I'm like, what can I do to help? What's the first thing you need from me? And then once we get there and we get things back up and going, I'm like, okay, what was going on? And then one time the like, when I did get mad at them, I was like, I'm so mad. Like, I'm so mad right now. I'm going to walk away and hopefully this situation never happens again. And it hasn't. (laughs) And like, sometimes like you do, like I have human moments and a lot of the time, like I will step back and be like, okay, I could have handled that better. And I think after five years of being in business, that's really like where that growth comes from is being able to evaluate myself and being self-aware of how I handle situations. But yeah, every single time I will, the first thing I ask is, what can I do to help you? Yeah. I always tell my, like, my managers, because a lot of times it's the manager that I will be like, yo, how did it get this way? Or how did your team end up doing this this way when I came in? Something I've thought about a lot in my time running Thirst is every single moment when we come into the shop and, like, you know, we haven't been there, it's like a, it's a small moment in time of a bunch of moments that they've already been having. And so, like, when you think about it that way, a.k.a., like, Yes, I'm walking in right now, and there's no pretzels ready in the warmer. Like you said, the ice bins are completely empty. There's no one outside running orders. It's moving slow. Someone's, like, doing something that doesn't seem to make any sense at all from, like, when I walk in. Well, it's important to remember, like, that is a singular moment in time, and so many things happened leading right up to that, a.k.a., like, they could have just had someone come by, like, four boxes worth of things, or, like, they had some type of massive rush, or, like, one person, like, you know they're like just walked out on their shift like anything could have happened up into that moment and most of the time when i don't take that approach when i come in and like i can't i can't hold back like yo why is this happening like if i drop a line (laughs) like that immediately like i'm just shut down by like well this and this and this just happened like oh like i should have asked first or i should have like known that they i should have given them the benefit of the doubt at all costs right and so it's it's tough but i think like 
it's all one of those things like i said before it's just the best business move if you can pull it off is to go in with like just like a little bit of like i don't know like empathy for them you're like what's been going on up until this point man like if we had all those details we probably maybe we'd be in a similar situation if we were running it you right know? well and we're we both come from both of us are operators of our own um businesses so we know what it's like to be employees and yeah. be in those situations but yeah like i show up at my store and we're 15 cars deep out into the middle of the road and i'm like hey <laughs> why is no one outside yeah. you know and then like someone's we're like, just about to go out yeah or like they're literally like on the floor cleaning up a spill and (laughs) okay i'm not even gonna ask but then i will actually grab the ipad and there's been times where like i'm not even in my sugar rush clothes like our uniform or anything i'm in high heels like going out to dinner with my friends and i will walk outside (laughs) and take orders and all my customers are like (laughs) my customers like what are you doing (laughs) but i know i'm not in my work clothes but like what can i get you because my team needs help so you know like most of the time like if i see that something needs to be done i'm just gonna do it yeah um sometimes it's really frustrating because i feel like are they waiting for me to show up and do it? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just sometimes I'm like, how, how are we not doing this? But yeah. I would rather if I see something needs to be done, I'm just going to do it. And that's what I train my managers and my shift leads um, to have that mentality. Like, yeah. Just I had a crazy, pick it up and do it. Yeah. I had a crazy thing. Like, I had this person work for me. I was like a year or so ago. And it was like over some of the managers and he's got mad in this instance because like something was going horribly wrong when we both had come into this store like we were doing a store visit together and i don't i didn't get mad like i don't because i just really don't get mad that often like it really takes a lot for me to genuinely all the time yeah i get (laughs) an exception um (laughs) no but he's like he was mad at me after and then this this person was like kind of like just trumping around and i was like hey like what's up and he's like how am I ever supposed to get any respect or get anything done from the managers? Like if you don't even ever seem like you're mad. And I th- was thinking about, I've thought about it a lot since that moment. What I said in the moment was, well, I am frustrated, like, but I'm also running this business from a higher level perspective. And I understand that if I get mad in this moment, it's actually going to slow down the process of this even getting better in general. But I think this kind of goes back to something that you said at the beginning, which is, you didn't you just fixed it in the moment like in the moment just keep the vibes high honestly it's a if we're like thinking of the best thing that we can do in the moment keep the vibes high fix it ourselves because they're obviously going to know they should have been running if you go out running in your high heels right but then you have to have the guts and like discipline to then go have that conversation after which is like yo how did it get to that point by the way yo this was over like i'm glad we were able to make the most out of that moment and like like get that line caught up and everything but just curious like why how did it get to that point and like how can we make sure it doesn't happen again that convo sometimes gets from me i'm so like i just want to love everyone and be nice sometimes i only go in and fix it and like keep the vibes high and i think it creates almost like a little bit of entitlement because like they're like he's never going to talk to me about it he's just going to to your point go in and fix it every time and like you feel like they're just waiting for you yeah, it's one thing to go in and fix it. I think that's still the best move. But then, like you were saying, go talk to them after. You got to talk to them. Otherwise, it's just going to keep happening, right? Yeah, and honestly, sometimes like I'm not in the mood or I don't have the energy to have that conversation because I know that I actually am frustrated and I am angry and I don't want it to come off as if I'm angry at that specific person. It's just the situation itself. And 
you know, like sometimes I got to make myself drink and yeah. then sit down. And um, a lot of the times, though, when you're having that conversation, like I will have, like I will ask my employees, how did you feel about that? Yeah. Because I don't feel good right now. Yeah. And then they kind of just sit there and stare at me and you can like see it in their eyes. Sometimes they'll cry and be like, it was so hard. Yeah. And I, I don't know why that we let it get that bad and we will do better. But if you actually ask them how they feel about it, yeah, 90% of the time they're going to be like, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Like I feel just as bad as, and frustrated as you do. And yeah. one thing that I try and teach my employees is to take ownership. I don't want to hear what so-and-so is doing. I don't care. So if you didn't tell them to help you and that you needed help and you didn't push them hard enough to get them to go outside or you didn't step up and go outside, I don't care because guess what? You're the problem, not them. Yeah. So she has a bad attitude. That's, I don't, I'm not asking her. I'm not talking to her. I'm talking to you. Why do you have a bad attitude? Yeah. How do you mix that with like taking that medicine for yourself too? Because I think like, I think about that a lot. Like, oh, they weren't running, but like maybe that's because like we didn't make it clear enough when they're supposed to go out or like we didn't make the process streamlined enough like how do you how do you mix holding yourself accountable versus making them be accountable too yeah just by example it's integrity a hundred percent doing the right thing even when no one's watching i've been taught that my entire life um this sounds so weird but when i was on the drill team in high school if we did something wrong it was on our honor so say we mess something up then it's like okay after you're done with that performance after you're done with that dance you do 15 push-ups and then you do 55 sit-ups and the whole time you're doing those things it's discipline and routine thinking about how you're going to fix that problem and what you what you did wrong the worst is when you're called out for it right so i never i hate being told what to do i hate <laughs> being called out for things i am my own worst critic and so when it comes to being accountable and um being self-aware i think i've just had that drilled into me since i was a little girl yeah uh, so it comes naturally but a lot of times i'm like i just like bailey come on like you know what i mean and when i'm at sugar rush i am a hundred percent on my a game i don't care what i have going on outside of it this is my main priority and again all i feel is gratitude so i really try and just maintain a good positive attitude and then i get in my car and i'll cry or scream or you know call my mom text you like it happens and you got to keep your cool but um i think any successful person goes home and they think they recap their day and you're always asking what could i have done better how could i have handled that situation better and then i feel like i owe it to my employees to be that best version of myself um so like we were just talking about working out and like eating healthy and everything because of that honor and discipline that i learned on drill team i spend like two hours a day in the gym sometimes it's like one 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 and a half hours but during that time i'm focusing and thinking about like who am i what am i doing what's my purpose what's my goals today and then um i think it's just starting the day with that attitude and asking yeah. myself those questions always helps do you think like eating good and like working out do you think it helps you be more productive 100 yeah. percent. it's I've important too. it's huge it's so important i wake up at like 4 45 you do yeah i am like five to six days a week sundays will sleep in a little bit but i'm still up and at my store before it opens taking inventory and everything but if i don't take that time for myself in the morning first thing it's not gonna get done and then i don't have a good day yeah 
so yeah you got to get those endorphins going let's go yeah nice what are you excited about in the biz right now for sure or just in general everything i don't know there's so much potential in like just you got some new products that you rolled out kind of recently yeah so we have a new um it's called an island oasis machine oh yeah smoothies blending drinks and stuff yeah so they have smoothie products but we're mostly going to concentrate on just blended drinks um so i'm really excited about that one of our biggest sellers is monster energy drinks um we also have red bull and rockstar but monsters are huge so we're gonna start rolling out frozen monsters and all yeah, of that stuff monsters, yeah, yeah. 44 ounce cups it's amazing in a 44 <laughs> yeah Dang. sounds like it'd be people 10 people are bucks. gonna love it <laughs> that you gotta get the average ticket up somehow <laughs> so that's nice. one of the ways nice. yeah so i'm excited about that um we have new employees coming in because school's about to start. I'm a, I love training people. It's always so much fun getting new people in and watching them grow. So, yeah. What's been the hardest, like, period of running Sugar Rush? Period? Or, like, you know, like, period of time? I cannot put like, it... Was it in the start? Was it, like, did you hit any type of hiatus? Is it right now? Like, what's the most difficult, like, entrepreneurial landscape that you've had to navigate while running Sugar Rush? I think or, like, trial that you've overcome? Trial. Hmm. There's so many. And, like, that's the thing about business is nothing's predictable, and you can put in so much effort and hope for a certain outcome, and then you don't get it. Yeah. So that's kind of disappointing. Um, one of the hardest things, I think, is when your employees leave, especially yeah. the ones you really like and you depend on, and then it's like, they don't even give you two weeks notice yeah. and i thought we were cooler than that just the <laughs> idea of building a team and getting them to do what you want to do in general that has to be the hardest thing yeah i think it's harder when they leave yeah it like freaking sucks i'm like <laughs> you miss them yeah like yeah. not only do i miss them but like i know everyone says everyone's replaceable you're not going to get the same person twice i'm sorry you won't i've been doing this for five years and i did it two years before i opened sugar rush i've never once had the same type of employee when you you know you can see certain characteristics in each person or whatever yeah. but you're never going to get the same hustler out of the same person yeah so like you we still talk about people that were like she was a legend she like she awesome. like yeah. we would step out of the way and she'd bust out 10 drinks <laughs> like because we were in her way and you you don't get the same person twice i yeah. don't i don't believe everyone's replaceable i believe that you can train people and you can make things work but yeah i I think losing employees is always really hard. I keep mine for like, honestly, like a year to two years at a time. So when they finally leave, I'm like, oh, dude, this sucks. So honestly, I would think that's the hardest part for me. When I answered that question on another part, that's what I said. Kind of what I said, too. More is like just people management in general. It's extremely difficult. I mean, that's what we've been talking about the whole time. If we could, if we were perfect at people management, like, we wouldn't have anything to do all day. We could easily just teach people how to do it. <laughs> it would be so weird. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like I walked into my shop this morning and my happiest employee, she's actually my manager. She was like having an off day. And I'm like, what do I do to push her? Because I need her to smile. Yeah. Like, I know that sounds so dumb, but even the highest paid employee yeah. has bad days and trying to motivate them. 
Yeah, and your yeah. job is to figure out how to like fix it. And like you're going through stuff at the same time. Yeah, like, exactly. You guys don't even know. Like we're trying to make payroll right now. That's an interesting. The wait, yeah. Like they don't know what's actually going on behind the scenes, and like that's one thing I do. I try and keep my employees out of the stressful things. Like I just want them to show up and make drinks and like make people's day better. They don't need to know about my burdens and the stress that I'm carrying. So like honestly we've had payroll covered twice and i've like had to pay people back for that my employees don't know when that happened they don't know how it happened they don't know why it happened um and like i was working with them throughout that whole period and they had no clue and so it's like my burden to carry but also i'm pushing them to be the best versions of themselves and like making sure that they're doing their job correctly and it's kind of it's kind of funny because i'm like will someone push me like will someone give me a little hope like it's it's that's probably the hardest part about entrepreneurship is even though it's so difficult like the things that you could be dealing with it's not really their problem oh you know what i mean yeah they don't they don't under even if they try to grasp it they don't understand because they're not in our situation they don't understand what it takes to run one location i don't even know what it's like running multiple like you i couldn't imagine but yeah it's it's a lonely it's a lonely gig it can be extremely so lonely, lonely. that's yeah. i'm glad we're friends because like for the last two years if i'm having a bad day or i'm like ethan help i don't know how to handle this <laughs> like just your like a quick message like knowing that you're there i'm like this helps so much it's definitely lonely it's like it's kind of one of those things where <clears throat> yeah like i'm saying it's not their problem and even though there's all of these crazy things going on like it really has nothing to do with them we are the ones that signed up for this you know what i mean (laughs) i always like i will (laughs) sounds kind of brutal but it's like like even like key management or corporate positions like at the end of the day it's not really their job (laughs) you know to like worry about the last level of things you know especially as a man like a store manager what's the difference to them like if the store you know is like like you're saying struggling to make payroll or something we still need them to do the same job that they're doing yep. you know and those other pressures are to fall on us yeah how do you how do you deal with loneliness as an entrepreneur just hang out with myself <laughs> work out Lone Wolf. yeah like honestly listen to podcasts um stuff like that like i love jay shetty ed Milet, people that are in the same type of business but on a whole different level um i read books phil knight the owner the founder of nike such a cool guy and he talks a lot about like in his book um i think it's called shoe dog he talks a lot about like how he feels bad for the first group of employees that he ever had because he was like i did not know what i was doing mm-hmm. so like just being able to relate with other entrepreneurs on that type of level um seeing like your post on instagram like yeah i'm not alone yeah. <laughs> like, i'm going through the same thing yeah um stuff like that um yeah surrounding yeah, myself <laughs> with other entrepreneurs like all of my friends own businesses really? so that's kind of like what's cool and they're all different types of businesses too so um even though they can't they don't understand exactly what's going on and honestly like i have more employees than anyone other than you (laughs) like you have the most employees out of everyone i know but um just being able to like talk through things with some people but yeah most of the time it's like me in the gym and my own thoughts and then just listening to music and like motivating myself it's kind of like it's almost like there's different things you can do to like whatever works for you like the gym or whatever is like a little bit of an escape from it but at the end of the day 
this is like the feel like the harsh reality of entrepreneurship the longer we are sad about the fact that we're lonely oh, about this it it's just gonna make it way worse mm -hmm. so like the only like you have to kind of just i don't know a better way that you almost just kind of have to nut up and be like this is what's happening either we can sit around and cry about it or we're gonna fix it and it's gonna start getting better it's like that's like life right but that's entrepreneurship too for sure i think entrepreneurship teaches you that because there's literally no boss to be like yo i can't do this mm -hmm. <laughs> if you don't do it everything is going to collapse so it's there's either no you do this or yeah there's no choice in entrepreneurship so i think like how do you deal with loneliness well the best way is to fix the problem that's making you so lonely mm -hmm. you know even though it's gonna suck in the process of fixing it, it sucks that it's happening at all but just like let it suck embrace that suck for a bit yeah and start and fixing it and understand like what you're feeling what you're going through um the failure that you just like witnessed or that happened it's not gonna last forever and again you're the only one who can fix it so just fix it like don't complain about it yeah honestly like i hate listening to people complain sometimes like i know i'll text you and be like this is what's going on but it's mostly because i need advice or whatever but like you never complain i've never once heard you like actually complain about a situation you're like this is what's happening <laughs> but yeah. oh well like we'll fi we'll figure it out like our pr our job as entrepreneurs is like i joke around all the time i'm a problem solver yeah i i can be a plumber <laughs> like i can i'm not too, even yeah. joking like i'm this like little five foot three girl and i'm like doing weird stuff that i never thought i'd <laughs> You're be fixing doing shit yeah, like, yeah it's just like i get the most random calls and text messages and it's like in that moment i have to put out a fire and you have to you present have a to. solution you have to yeah. every single time you're the person they're calling and it's like well you can't figure that out on your own and it's like oh yeah you're calling me because i'm a, the one in charge and so i'll joke around all the time like who put me in charge and it's like oh yeah i did yeah. so i need to show up for myself yeah. but also i need to show up for my 20 something employees that yeah. trust me yeah. so back to what you're saying a second ago too it's the reason that i like don't complain a lot because i definitely have my moments but i realized a couple of years ago it's actually almost a little bit exciting when just shit just goes south. It's a little bit, it's kind of like... Lights of fire. Lights of fire, but it's also like, if you have the right perspective, it's actually like you're making progress. Here's what I mean. If something is going horribly, or like you have this massive, massive problem in front of you, that is supposed to be happening. You're supposed, you just, we're talking about... Uh, an endeavor of entrepreneurship that like one in thousands are accomplishing well right or at the scale that we're trying to get it to if we have the audacity to say we want to build for my case a multi-location nationwide brand you realize you just asked for one of the hardest things of all time and so for you for you to understand that problems are supposed to be happening it almost is like oh sweet yeah. Like this is this is totally normal. This is even though it feels like the end of the world, I don't know what the solution is. It's almost like comforting because it's like this is supposed to be happening right in this second. This is exactly what I want to be happening because I signed up for this and this was the path for it and I'm right in the middle right yeah, now. Yeah, stagnation, like being stuck, being comfortable is like the worst thing. I get I'm almost like waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Or then if 
there isn't problems to be solved, I start looking at everything and nitpicking it. Yeah. Like I live to solve these problems, even though it's hard and it is lonely. Like we live for it. Entrepreneurs, restaurateurs, they live for it. Um, there's this guy, his name's Craig. He owns Craig's restaurant in LA. It's Makes sense. One of the most popular restaurants. Um, all of the movie producers, like Craig's. Yeah, it's dope. Go <laughs> Let's go. Let's but he, I was just listening to him, and he was like anyone dumb enough to get in this business is doing it because they're passionate yeah like you're not gonna go open a restaurant or open up a soda shop and try and get it multi did you say multinational yeah or just like multi-location like yeah but <laughs> anyways <laughs> i have one location i'm and i'm happy with that but so i love hearing your be. dreams and goals <laughs> <laughs> and maybe one day i'll more but yeah he was just saying like anyone crazy enough to do this they do it because they love it there's a passion behind it and that's truly what it is because you can show up and your freezer is not working it's 110 degrees outside and now the ice machine's not making ice (laughs) and then you get a bad google review about it and it's like i have no control over this but i love it i love yeah it's (laughs) every time it's my fault and that's okay like i again we're the ones who signed up for it but yeah i think there's a sick and twisted passion for it there <laughs> yeah. has to be yeah. yeah i agree well this has been good what's the bit what's the euthanasia need to know closing remarks from bailey i don't know what's been <laughs> on your mind well if the euthanation wants to be entrepreneurs or you're looking to start something yeah, the yeah. best advice i can give yeah, yeah what's your advice the only two things you can control in life are your effort and your reactions I would say take that away from this podcast and don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want right now. Is that why you work so much? Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I I honestly don't have to work as much as I do, but I love it. I love being there. I love interacting with my customers. I love working with my employees. I have relationships with every single one of my vendors. Like it's definitely my passion and it's what brings me joy in life um that's also i haven't opened another location uh all the like numbers like i feel like everything has to be perfect and it's probably just an excuse it's more so because i don't want to spread myself too thin and i like what i'm doing right now and i like that i know i we serve anywhere between like four to five hundred customers a day and I know more than half of their names. I have their cell phone those numbers <laughs> memorized. Like I know their dogs' names, and I'm like, <laughs> like, where's your dog today? Where's Sky? Like, yeah. I love what I do. So, yeah. um, if you don't have a passion for it, don't do it. And again, experience is everything. So just go gain experience. Don't it. just don't just jump in and act like you know what you're doing. Definitely yeah. go earn that. I, I see eye to eye with that. Work ethic is the only controllable variable, and how we respond. Yeah. Our actions, let's just say, yeah, is the only controllable variable. You so can't be emotional. Yeah, you can't change. The, that's the thing is you can't change the market either. Mm-mm. That's an interesting thing that's been going on this year. As we were just talking about, like most restaurants are down this year. There is literally no. That's the worst excuse for sales being down, though. Yep. It may be reality to some degree. The economy is different. You know, like there's like this whatever going on. Whoever this, the president is whatever. That's great. We can literally not control any of that. The only thing that we control is essentially what time we get up in the morning, how productive we are throughout <laughs> the whole day, and how much we focus on doing everything that we can to, in this case, raise sales. Yeah. So I think when sales are down, I hate that. 
hate when it's like, oh, it's the economy. No, well, maybe you should have made some adjustment for the economy. Yeah, why aren't you yeah. paying attention to your customer account, your average ticket, how again, your labor percentage and the wages that are going into it? You have to put effort into every single detail, and that's so important. And, like, honestly, like, we're in a really unique situation where we just survived a pandemic. Um, the businesses that survived they survive because they have great owners and they have a passion for it again but right now like we're headed into a different i would say a game or ballpark and it's all about watching yourselves and earning those the legend bailey gray thanks for being on the pod thanks for having me